Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for June 8th in the year of our Lord 2020. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. On Saturday, it was Sam Bushman and the good sheriff, Richard Mack, former sheriff of Graham County, Arizona, also well-known president and founder of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. We were together for two hours, and we talked about Sheriff Richard Mack sets incredible example when dealing with the, quote, earth first Red River Rendezvous issue almost 30 years ago. Have you heard about the only law enforcement versus Earth first basketball game ever played in history, huh? We talked about that in detail and talked about how the good sheriff back in the day dealt with protesters. There's videos of it. The Earth Firsters tried to uh, literally uh, shame Richard Mack. Uh, So they videoed everything, and they said the whole world's going to see how abusive you are. And the sheriff and his his deputies were so kind to the earth-first folks, they didn't know how to react. That video stands as an incredible testimony today of how to deal with dissonance, how to deal with protesters. Uh, What an example. We talked about that in detail on the radio on Saturday. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Check that out. Second hour, we talked about this guy named Carl Mankey. He's the 77-year-old Michigan barber. He just won at the state Supreme Court. The battle's on. We also talked about Mission Governor Whitmer violates her own social distancing orders during, quote, protests. She joins the protesters. Mitt Romney joining the protesters. I mean, this is getting out of control. Tarrant County Sheriff Bill Wayborn joined the Daily Caller's Stephanie Hanville to talk about this growing movement to defund the police. The good sheriff says it would be total chaos. Everybody would be on their own. I would say at that point, the Second Amendment would be the most important amendment ever. (laughs) Joe Biden literally takes off his mask before speaking in Friday in Dover, Delaware. Wow. Now they're taking off their masks in public. Now they're literally violating social distancing. Romney doing it. (laughs) The Michigan governor, Whitmer, doing it. What are these guys thinking? Either they've been telling us the truth about the coronavirus and we better distance to be safe, or what? Now they're lying and saying it doesn't matter to social distance anymore? Oh, don't worry. They say you should get tested after you go to a protest. Biden says some Americans are just not very good people. He estimates 10 to 15% of the population. And this is just getting crazy, folks. They spend their whole time over the last 90 days telling us how vital it is to social distance, how vital it is to stay away from uh, each other, how vital it is to, um, you know, stay in your homes. And and then they all go out and protest and literally destroy cities all over the country. And yet they don't need to social distance. In fact, the ends justifies the means. This is such a critical crisis 
the cops are so violent, so hostile, that it's the only thing left to do. Folks, they have lost credibility like you wouldn't believe on every front imaginable. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Without further ado, uh, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Oh, good to be with you, Sam. Thank you. What do you think? Whitmer, literally, the governor, protesting with the people. You got violent protests in Whitmer. Uh, she's not social distancing. You got Joe Biden going into public, taking off his mask. You've got Mitt Romney protesting with the people in Washington, D.C., literally walking with the protesters. Um, whatever happened to the social distancing, sir? Either it was justified then and it, is, and it is now, or it wasn't justified then and it's not now. I say the latter, but nevertheless, the point shan't be lost on us, sir. No, um, it's connection, uh, Sam. It, uh, the, the, the first um, initiative on their part was to get us to self-isolate, quarantine, to distance ourselves from one another. And as that began to, to break up, as the strength of that recommendation began to be lost on us, and as we began to gather again, to assemble ourselves to, you know, like in Utah, the Utah uh, business revival um, efforts uh, where people gathered, I mean, over a thousand people gathered in Vineyard uh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whenever it was, and then uh, over a thousand people gathered in Grantsville just last week. Uh, this upcoming week, we got Iron County where uh, thousands of people will gather. Well, see, that was happening all over the country, and as the powers that be saw that the that, that they were no longer able to uh, uh, make us distance because of, uh, you know, uh, by, by fear, that we no longer feared one another. They needed another reason. They needed a different cover, so to speak, um, to uh, a, a different reason to make us stay, uh, uh, you know, to be isolated, to be quarantined. And so that's where these, these protests and riots come in, uh, well-coordinated throughout the whole country, it, they were not spontaneous, but they obviously, in my opinion, way they were they were planned and uh, fed and uh, like you like you feed a fire that's burning, so it will burn bigger and brighter and hotter, uh, so that we would have other reasons to stay home. Right? We can't go out. Not safe. Better stay home. Right? They are going to all lengths to to make us uh, to lock down and to stay home and and not be out and about. So this is just phase two of the plan to keep us uh, isolated, Sam. Yes, it is. And Dr. Ron Paul writes a column. Now, he is a doctor. Let's be very clear. Uh, he writes an interesting article that says, listen to the doctors. Lowell? <laughs> and this comes on the heels of uh, a letter signed by 600 physicians, um, uh, which, uh, you know, calling for an end to the coronavirus lockdown. Uh, he says this, quote, since the lockdowns began, there have been increases in alcoholism, drug abuse, and domestic violence. There has been an increase in calls to suicide hotlines. This is a direct result of the mass unemployment and limitations on people's activities resulting from the lockdown. As long as millions of Americans are sitting at home wondering how to survive until the government says they can go back to work, assuming the lockdowns did not drive their employers out of business, there will be more substance abuse and suicide. 
I mean, that's the sobering beginning to this uh, great column, which you can read at campaignforliberty.org, uh, posted there last Wednesday. But the conclusion of this column is really what I want to highlight. Uh, Dr. Ron Paul says, quote, The coronavirus lockdowns have upended the lives of Americans to protect them from a virus with a 0.2% fatality rate, which, by the way, is about the same as the seasonal flu, with the majority of those fatalities occurring in nursing homes and among people with chronic health conditions. Instead, the rational response would be to protect the vulnerable and let the rest of the people live their lives. But politicians and government-anointed experts do not respond rationally to a crisis, especially when a panicked reaction can increase their power and prestige. The lesson of the unnecessary lockdowns is clear. Government bureaucrats and politicians, even the media's beloved Dr. Fauci, must be stripped of the ability to infringe on our liberty and prosperity. End of quote. So the two highlights out of his last statement that I thought were absolutely spot on was uh, were these. Uh, number one, that, you know, okay, protect the vulnerable, fine, but let the rest of the people live their lives. That's point number one. And point number two is that we must strip these politicians, these so-called experts, of their ability to infringe on our liberty and on upon our prosperity, Sam. That's where we activists need to get together with our elected public servants and demand that this type of tyranny never occur once again, Sam. Never. Amen to that. You know, it's a tough battle though because on one hand Rand paul and ron paul are saying listen to the doctors let's open up and the lockdowns and i agree with that view and 600 physicians signed a letter to president trump calling an end to the coronavirus lockdowns and i get that but i also uh, understand that for example the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints president russell m nelson a well-known heart surgeon physician uh, and then I have some of my local leaders uh, uh, in our church who are doctors as well. And they're all saying proceed with an abundance of caution. The problem is this is a very confusing issue for most people. And the question yeah. becomes, when is it legitimately a concern versus when are we being, um, you know, put in the blender of the Hegelian dialectic and out of the other end, we lose all of our liberty. I mean, it's a difficult balance, law. Well, I think that the government... Um can provide a great service uh, to us citizens by providing information that will, um, you know, by which we can then make decisions. I don't think it's the proper role of government to force people to stay home or to require businesses to close. But yeah, it's okay if they want to spread the information and then we let us make our own decisions, right? A great man once said, I teach them correct principles and let's and let them govern themselves. That is the correct model, Sam. Amen to that. The Roundtable Live continues in seconds on your radio with Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas, 
After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked. So since this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Robert Scott Bell speaks at the Highland, Utah. Um, patriotic meeting is the best way to call the meeting. I guess it's just a bunch of citizens getting together, hearing from experts, learning and growing uh, on a patriotic what note if you will and he spoke and the details are compelling lol was there lol yes uh, we discussed uh politics and uh, preparedness um primarily at that meeting but um it was a great meeting sam 60 people uh were assembled there at the highland community center and it felt so good to be you know normal again <laughs> right to be meeting with our group uh we uh basically did two meetings online, our, our May and our April meetings were online, but, you know, it's just, it, it, it's so fallacious of us to be thinking that we, we must social distance. I mean, it's unnatural. It's, it's simply, um, it, it's simply unnatural, and, and, and it's not, it's not good for us social human beings to, to be isolated from one another, and so we decided, well, we're going to meet, and, um, and it was a great meeting, uh, wonderful like I said, 60 of us uh, there in, in the Highland Community Center. Now, Robert Scott Bell is uh, a national talk show host. He's been in, in media, talk media, for over 20 years. Um, and uh, like you, Sam, he's on 12 hours a week, um, you know, two hours, uh, well, actually, yeah, six days a week, and then he also does a Sunday show. So 
um, just a fascinating and energetic uh, young man. So good to see uh, this happening uh, here, and, and you know we need you know 200 more just like him. So uh, and like you and Kurt. So it's it's very encouraging. Now, in our January meeting uh, where Robert also spoke, he discussed real ID, and so he opened uh, last Friday night's meeting with a reminding us about the um, the the real ID. Well, he reminded us about the yellow stars that the Jewish people in Nazi Germany were, were required to wear. You know, if you were a Jew and you were found without your yellow star, you were arrested. And, of course, if you did wear a star, then you were you were gathered, you were collected, and shipped to a concentration camp eventually, right, to your death. So, ironically, people with a driver's license nowadays have a gold star, on their license. And if you don't have a gold star in your driver's license, then you will not be allowed to fly beginning on October 1st of this year. Eventually, you will not be able to use other modes of transportation unless you have this gold star permission on your driver's license. As time passes, Sam, you're going to you you you're not going to be able to obtain or renew your driver's license without first obtaining a number of state Certificates, certification of vaccination, for example, right in the wake of this uh, corona apocalypse, uh, people are going to be forced to be vaccinated. Well, not forced; they'll they'll have to volunteer to be vaccinated. But if you can't travel, if you can't get on a train or a plane or whatever without this gold star in your forehead, so to speak, then you know what's most people going to do? Well, they're going to volunteer. To, uh, to be vaccinated so they can get this certificate of vaccination, so they can get this gold star on their driver's license, so they can travel, right, conduct normal life. That will be the incentive. That will be de facto your national ID because your health history is going to be tied in to this gold star driver's license. Your, maybe your social credit score will be associated with this license. It is, uh, I just, feel like this cage is crashing in on us, Sam. Yeah, and the question becomes when you talk about this real ID and you say we've already got it with a gold star and you say you're going to have to have it to fly, then the debate comes up, are you going to be forced to take the coronavirus vaccine when it comes out? And the answer is they're probably not going to hold you down and stick a needle in your arm. What they are probably going to do is restrict more and more and more and more based on this real ID of what you can do and what you can't do. Okay, in other words, you can go to a protest if you want to protest about the George Floyd situation. You can't go to a protest if you want to stand against the lockdown. You can go to a protest to you can't do this. You can't buy this. You can't go into this store. You can't. And what will happen is your, quote, gold star real ID will be tied to your health care record and tied to the social distancing discussion and eventually tied to the, quote, contact tracing and eventually be tied to who knows what. And Tucker Carlson even spoke out a little bit about this on Fox News, and he called out health care professionals who signed a letter. Over 1,200 of them signed a letter saying one kind of demonstration should not violate coronavirus social distancing but other kinds well should it's justified and you look at governor whitmer who said forever hey if you go out and you don't social distance we will literally lock you down and fine you and and really get in your face 
So a barber up there, a 77-year-old barber, literally got shut down from cutting hair. So he couldn't be in his barber shop with him and one other person to cut their hair because you got to shut down due to Corona, don't you know? Well, then that same Governor Whitmer literally went and protested for the George Floyd scenario, and she wasn't practicing social distancing at all. Many people had their masks off, and she justifies it and says, well, this is more important. They got a credibility crisis that Tucker points out that we need to highlight as well, Lowell. But this real ID thing, pretty soon it'll be 6666 in legislation and be used to literally contact Trace tied to your gold star, sir. Yeah, absolutely, Sam. Yeah, you're spot on, my friend. Um, and uh, speaking of legislation and the, the levers of government uh, being being uh, turned, uh, the legislature yesterday, the legislature of Colorado, met at noon uh, for a hearing uh, regarding a proposal to eliminate the religious exemption for vaccines, uh, for vaccination there in Colorado. And not so coincidentally, the people of Colorado were also allowed or invited to return to church yesterday. Yesterday was June 7th, the first day they could go back to church, right, according to the leg- the, the governor there, and uh, so obviously scores of people were heading back to church yesterday, most of them oblivious to the fact that their legislature was at the same time considering the elimination of their religious freedom not to take the jab, and that's just total ir- irony in my opinion, but that's what Robert Scott Bell was reporting on. Well, you're allowed to meet to protest even with the coronavirus lockdowns, no problem, but going to church is an issue. But no matter where we are, we see a face mask frenzy going on, sir. That's <laughs> true. <Sure. laughs> a face mask frenzy when, the, um, uh, you know, and the problem with this uh, face mask frenzy is that it's a really, it's a boon for, for Antifa types, um, and, meaning the criminal types, right, the thuggery that goes on in Antifa crowds, uh, this is a, a, a really boon for the criminal industry. Why? Because if you can mask yourself, you can hide your features, your identity from the cameras. I mean, everybody has a cell phone nowadays. Everybody can be taking pictures of you and, and tying you to the destruction of property. But if you have a mask on and you have got sunglasses above the mask, and you've got a hoodie covering your your, most of your head, right, in forehead, um, uh, while you take a hammer and knock out the windows to businesses and you, you loot and thieve and steal from businesses and nobody can identify you, well, that's, that's like a, uh, a, a payday for, for criminals, right? That's a boon for uh, wearing a mask. And so that's just one more reason, Sam, why this uh, wearing of masks is a, is a terrible idea, horrible idea, let alone the scientific reasons why wearing a cloth mask is not an idea, not a good idea. You know, masks reduce your intake of oxygen, leading to carbon dioxide toxicity. They trap germs near your mouth, and you're just inhaling the carbon dioxide that you just barely exhaled, which is unnatural um, and can lead to uh, hypoxia. Um, Wearing a mask causes you to touch your face more frequently because you're fiddling with your mask more often. There's no scientific evidence that supports healthy people wearing masks. Masks uh, do not provide absolute protection against the SARS-CoV-19 virus. 
that's been proven. I mean, virus is so much more microscopic than uh, it's like trying to filter, uh, you know, raindrops with a with a you know a, an acre large uh, grid. It just doesn't. I mean, it just goes right through. Masks obscure your facial features. They make it hard for hearing. It, they symbolize. What's that you say? <laughs> Too many reasons against wearing masks. Dan. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Not only that, it's an absolute huge what boom for the criminals. Yeah. For the Black Lives Matter and the Antifa types and the communists and the socialists and the who knows who out there. We'll talk about it with Lowell in seconds. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Cristobal is now a tropical depression pushing into the corner of southwest Mississippi as heavy rain continues to spread northward, touching off more flash flooding. The National Weather Service says areas as far north as Jackson, Mississippi, could see as much as eight inches of rain after the storm brought storm surge flooding and heavy downpours to the coast late into yesterday. And as Cristobal continues to move inland, there's also the threat of tornadoes, especially in parts of eastern Mississippi. Democrats on Capitol Hill will roll out legislation today aimed at concerns raised by the police custody death of George Floyd in Minneapolis two weeks ago. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says the bill will take on inequities in the justice system, racial profiling, and excessive use of force by police. And this is USA Radio News. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. I haven't got a cold in two and a half years. My wife can't argue with my track record because she's seen me not get sick. My daughter got sick over Christmas. My wife got it about three days after she left. I went through both of them, didn't get sick. I tell people I like to think my immune system is armored up and I'm able to repel these simple, stupid colds. And If it isn't that, then what is it? Because I'd get at least a couple colds a year. And what has changed in the last two and a half years? The only thing I can think of is I'm taking uh, my fruits and vegetables, you know, the balance of nature. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. Federal prosecutors in New York want to question Prince Andrew in their criminal investigation into sex trafficking charges against the late financier Jeffrey Epstein. The prince was a longtime friend of Epstein's and has been accused by one woman of sexual abuse when she was 17 years old. Prince Andrew says the allegations are untrue. The 66-year-old Epstein died by suicide last summer while awaiting a trial on sex trafficking charges. About 400,000 people are going back to work today as New York City begins a phase one coronavirus reopening. Retail shops can open for curbside pickup and construction and manufacturing plants are also coming back to life. New York City has finally hit all the metrics laid out by Governor Andrew Cuomo for reopening, including the number of new infection rates currently at the lowest they've been since mid-March. And this is USA Radio News. 
All right, we're talking with Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, about a Facebook. Or I'm not Facebook. What am I talking about? About a face mask frenzy. A boon for criminals. Antifa. Black Lives Matter and who knows who out there. Let me tell you a quick story, though. We're going to be forced to wear face masks, folks. I'm just going to tell you how. As you know, I've had a little bit of health challenges lately, so I went to the doctor. And I saw the doctor, uh, and when I walked in, they said, where's your face mask? And I said, well, I don't have one. And they said, you need one. And I said, I just can't breathe as it is. I, I don't need one. I just, you know, I can't. And the lady let it go. I went in there. The nurse let it go. But when the doctor guy came in, or the doctor's assistant, whatever the guy is, uh, he said, you got to have a mask. And I said, I know, but I really can't. I can't breathe. And he said, no, I know, but you have to have a mask. And then I said, well, listen, there's a lot of debate about the validity of those. I said, the who and the CDC are even debating about it. And there's been decades of studies showing that they're not effective and they don't work and they cause other problems. And he said, no, there's new studies out that show differently. And I said, yeah, but without historical reality. I mean, they're just new studies. That's fine. But uh, this has been debated for He said, listen, my wife's pregnant. I'm taking a risk to see you. You either have a mask or I don't see you. So I put a mask on and talked to him for a minute. And then when he came back in, I had the mask over my eyes, but not over my mouth and nose. He didn't like that very much. All I'm telling you is they will be eventually cracking down and forcing you to comply with whatever demands they make. Whether it be face masks, uh, whether it be shots. I don't know where they're going, but they have trained the public now to be absolutely militant. And my story highlights the reality, lol. It starts there, and where does it go from here? Who knows? But around and around we go, and government's the only solution, and mandates from on high are the only answer. And uh, your views? Gone. Your ability to decide as you choose? Gone. Uh, this is serious, serious business. Any final comment on Facebook or face mask frenzy? <laughs> you need a new doctor, Sam. <laughs> well, the problem is, you know, who do you go to? You know, the other doctors yeah. that, that are good guys literally shut down. Well. And they're not even open, my friend. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a, a lot of alternative health care providers popping up because, you know, people like you and me will not go to these medical doctors. And uh, in a lot of ways, you know, that's going to be a good thing because pe people who have whose health conditions have been merely managed by the medical profession will turn to these alternative health practitioners and they will find actual remedies and cures for their health conditions where the medical profession today m manages health problems and in fact causes many of the health problems that they thereafter manage it becomes a, it's a very lucrative profession and it also kills 250,000 people a year. It's the third biggest killer of, of people in the United States, Sam, second only to, to cancer and to heart, right? I mean, you, you have heart, cancer problems and heart attacks. You die from those. And then the third biggest killer is the medical profession, misdiagnosis and so forth. You know, John, Robert Scott Bell talked about this. This is peer-reviewed material in the JAMA journals, in the, in, the, uh, in the various medical profession industry journals. It is the third leading cause of death, and we just need to get out of that, get away from those professionals. Can you imagine going to a profession, you know, to a, to a, to a barber, for example, for a haircut, if, if, uh, with that, those kind of numbers, if, if the barbers were the third leading cause of death in the country? Or you, would, you simply wouldn't go to them, and, and yet 
we tend to, to go to these medical so-called professionals who are killing us at the third highest rate in the country. It just, it just doesn't make any sense. And so there are other great opportunities and great healers uh, out there available for us to, 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 to visit. And, of course, Robert Scott Bell being a homeopath is one of those alternative practitioners. He, yeah, I just have to tell you this one story. He, his wife um, uh, was dealing with a condition called, um, uh, what was it called here? Lowell, while you're thinking, while you're thinking about that, Lowell, I'll just tell you a quick uh, instance in my life. Uh, I just remember uh, thinking that, uh, oh, you know, these uh, medical, you know, deaths and that kind of thing. I mean, I heard that story, but I never had seen it. I remember this one uh, close buddy of ours. In fact, we were consultants for him. He was a large uh, dairyman owner of a number of cows and in his particular case he had been diagnosed with uh, what's called Crohn's disease by a local university hospital in uh, you know very reputable place and uh, you know so he was on their treatment that was uh, every what six weeks he had to take some kind of a shot if I remember right it was called Remicade you know something like three to six thousand dollars for that particular treatment um, as we heard about it and uh, were aware of some friends of ours that were uh, broadcasting and they told about the solutions to this particular thing the Crohn's disease uh, we followed exactly what they said and put those uh, these mixtures of drinks in his uh, fridge that heretofore had uh, been stocked with beer and uh, you know little by little we saw that that basically that improved and uh, turns out a little later the uh, same university hospital said because of course Crohn's disease is not a curable disease they said uh, that they must have just misdiagnosed him and uh, so it was amazing to see uh, those uh, even letters uh, you know indicating that uh, and yet uh, you know, of course, you tell some people that, and they think you're from outer space. Yeah. You know, Robert said the most dangerous... He asked us a point-blank question. He said, what is the most dangerous thing in America? <laughs> he said, the most dangerous thing you can have in America is really good medical insurance. <laughs> Why? Because you go get all the tests, and the tests that will misdiagnose you with problems, and then those problems have to be treated and managed instead of cured, by the way, treated and managed by the medical community, and that is very lucrative for that medical community. Now, obviously, there are wonderful people in the medical uh, community, but there are also many money grubbers there who get paid and who depend on the existence of sick people. And that was his point. So back to the story of his wife. He, uh, who, who suffered from what they call trigeminal neuralgia, trigeminal neuralgia, pain. It's one of the most painful things you can experience, apparently, and most people who have this pain commit suicide. Most people, let me say it again, who have this pain commit suicide. Well, she tried pharmaceutical drugs, didn't help, tried botanicals, which helped a little, and then uh, basically what was her, uh, I mean, 
what she would do is she'd be productive for a few hours in the morning, but by noon every day she would just have to retreat to her bedroom, pull the blinds so it was dark so that, you know, the light wouldn't affect her, and just basically curl up in a ball and, 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 and merely tolerate the pain for the rest of the day and then through that night and where the cycle would repeat itself. Well, this apparently was the this uh was a was a result of uh EMF, you know, electromagnetic uh, uh waves um and frequencies because they eventually stumbled onto a coil um that provided protection from EMF and they put that in their home and the next day his wife was still up and working around midday. And without realizing, in fact, that the hour, it was long past the time when she normally had to, to crash. Well, uh, talk about uh, uh, this particular technology is a double-blind, placebo-tested technology. In other words, it is, it, it's bona fide. I mean, it, it, is, it is real. And I'd never really seen it before last Friday night, but uh, Robert Scott Bell showed a three-minute clip of the scientist who developed the WaveGuard device. And you can go check this out yourself, uh, you know, at uh, wave-guard.com or another site is synergyscience.com. And really, the whole lecture you really ought to, your listeners, our listeners ought to, to, to catch is uh, found at, uh, it's on YouTube at the Your Health Freedom channel. So if you just Google uh, YouTube Your Health Freedom uh, and then click on the Robert Scott Bell at the Highland Community Center, then you too can see this whole uh, two-hour presentation and uh, all of the gems and wonderful suggestions and information that Robert Scott Bell gave to us last Friday evening, Sam. It was By the way, just as the wonderful. right targeted frequencies uh, can make a huge difference for healing, uh, the wrong frequencies can be just as damaging to your health, uh, and 5G is going to be one of them. Well, did he mention that at all? Yeah, exactly. That's uh, one of the things he discussed, no question, and it was of great interest to the people who attended. See, we got to ask him our questions before uh, the meeting ahead of time. Like a week before, we took all the questions, and 5G networks was one of the topics that uh, was very of great interest to the people. By the way, if you look back in our archives, we did some incredible uh, discussions about the 5G reality. Cool. Uh, it's serious, folks. Serious indeed. All right, when we get back, we want to talk about contact tracing. It's scarier than you ever could have imagined. Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements, and speakers. In the spirit of transparency, all expenditures are published. Patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to Give Me Liberty Fund members. Our greatest strength is in numbers. Go to GiveMeLibertyFund.com and become part of the solution today. GiveMeLibertyFund.com Participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. Kosher. 
certified. Put the two words together to get co-certified, which is spelled with an S-E-H instead of just S-H. It's the right way to spell this, the German way, and it made it easier to trademark. Now, did I tell you that the letters S-E-H still make the shh sound, as in all those American food producers saying shh? Let's keep it really quiet that our product is kosher certified. Think about it. Nearly one century of kosher certification and hardly anyone outside exclusive observers knows that most packaged food and kitchen products are literally certified by religious intermediaries. Well, because you, consumer, are indirectly paying for this, the Co-Certified app is here to make kosher certification awareness an inclusive matter for people of all faiths and identities. And it even boasts a unique database of products not kosher certified. We call that NKC. Start memeing it. It's fun. NKC. Not kosher certified. Now to confuse our audience even more, we put a question mark at the end of our name. And that really cinched our trademark approval. It relates to the website where you can begin your new shopping behavior, thekosherquestion.com. You have probably heard of contact tracing through your governor, through the news as things that need to be implemented before we can go back to normal. But what is contact tracing? Let me share it with you and you're going to be freaked out by the end of this video. Now, now what I did is I was very interested in this. So I went ahead and I got two certificates in terms of what it was to become a contact tracer. So I spent about nine hours, we're going to wrap it up here in about 20 minutes to just give you the highlights of what contact tracing entails and how it's going to affect you because I guarantee you it will affect you and your family. We talk about saving the lives and the livelihood of the American people and, and of course the life of our democracy. So in terms of saving lives, the only way we're going to have rid ourselves of this as well as open up our economy uh, is evidence, science-based, testing, testing, testing. Testing, just think of the T's, testing, tracing, treatment, and isolation then when necessary, of course, with social distancing. So let's look at the main points. Now, this is if you have COVID-19. You can either be done by test or by symptoms. Now, what our contact tracers know is that you can infect two days before and up to 10 days after. And how you can infect people is there's three definitions that were given in contact tracing school. One is physical. So you're hugging someone, you are kissing them, high-fiving them. Any physical contact, you could have given it to them. If you're close, within six feet for more than 10 minutes. So you're talking to someone and you're within that six feet social distancing number. Well, you can infect them then. Let's say you're more than six feet apart, but for a longer time. At this point, you're thinking movie theaters, airplanes, trains, restaurants. So maybe not direct contact with somebody, but they're in the vicinity of the area for longer than 30 to 40 minutes. Now, what's going to happen is once you get a test that is positive, it goes to a tracer and that tracer is going to do some research on you, find out a little bit about you and give you a call. Now they're going to tell you that you, you tested positive and that you need to be isolated for a minimum of 10 days on the onset. And it has to be within three, no fever for three days. So if you're on day nine, but you still have a fever, you need to add another three days until your fever is cleared. 
And by isolation, I mean total isolation. This is nobody near you. Even your dog can't be there. So you can see here that specifically with a person that is symptomatic, they should maintain separation from household animals as they would any other household members. All right. The video goes on and it's too long to play the whole thing, ladies and gentlemen. But this lady basically went to contact tracing school. And they are literally using masks and destroying people's identity. They're literally isolating people where you're literally in prison. You're getting used to being told what to do. There's no way to oppose them. Uh, this is serious indeed. They're putting that together with this Real ID Act. They're putting that together with this, quote, um, star on your card idea. Uh, and it's hard to say this isn't becoming the mark of the beast almost. Now, I don't want to jump to conclusions. I don't know for sure that it is. But I'm just saying pretty soon you won't be able to buy or sell without it. Pretty soon you won't be able to travel without it. Pretty soon you won't be able to. Bill Gates is pushing for it. That you'll have to have a I've been vaxxed card and I'm tested clear. Contact tracing uh, testing scenario to be able to do anything. And if you don't have those things, you literally won't be able to participate in society. And if you try to rage against the machine, uh, then it won't go well for you. Um, this is where they are. This isn't where we're talking about heading. This is where they are now, lol. Well, it's even, yeah, absolutely scary, Sam. Yeah, if you're, if you're a mother with several children and uh, you happen to uh, come in contact with somebody who had tested positive for the virus, then you will be, uh, uh, you will be asked to uh, uh, quarantine yourself for 14 days and uh but what about your children you might ask oh not to worry social services will take care of your children you just go off to a hotel or whatever and isolate yourself and you know and and the state will take care of your family for you and and you know where that's going to go heck um well yeah to heck is where that's going um and and so these contact tra this contact trace is why I was so fascinated by this this story is because she went behind enemy lines, so to speak, learned what contact tracers were learning, and now she's revealing to the rest of us what they have in mind for us, right? So a contact tracer will call you and ask you where you've been, like to a grocery store, to a movie, or to, to fly, an airline flight. And so everybody who is at that grocery store, okay, this is assuming that you took a test, right, and you tested positive for COVID. Everybody who is at that grocery store you visited or who is at that movie that you attended or on that airline flight would need to be in quarantine for 14 days. And they could be quarantined repeatedly over and over, even though they are healthy. Or you could be quarantined over and over simply because you went into Home Depot at the time that another person who tested positive for the virus went in to Home Depot, right? You could be quarantined over and over and over. And so, like, in the state of Washington, uh, uh, she uh, looked at uh, this request for voluntary uh, quarantine. It says right on the request, it says, it is very important that you comply with this request for voluntary quarantine. Your health and the health of others depends on it. If you do not comply with this request for voluntary quarantine, we may use a detention order enforced by the police to assure your compliance. End of quote. Now, isn't that an interesting voluntary request, Sam? 
you know, one option for noncompliance, by the way, is to ignore the request. But it says further down on this document that a court may order you into quarantine. And if you ignore that order, then you can be incarcerated and or fined up to $2,000 per day. Government in this was in the state of Washington, by the way, next door here. Govern, Governor Inslee discussed this very thing on May 12th. He doesn't think that anyone will refuse. Quote, he says, we've had really good success asking people to isolate, <laughs> he said. Well, what about our privacy? We don't have any. Contact tracers are taught you don't have privacy because it benefits all members of society. Not only can isolation be enforced, but vaccines can be mandated. In fact, medical information, such as the result of a COVID-19 test, is shared with law enforcement. Uh, let me say it again. Your medical information is shared with law enforcement in the state of Washington. Please, folks, do not get tested and do not reveal your identity uh, when you eat out at a restaurant or go to a movie. Don't do it. In fact, now here is a law that was enacted in New Jersey in 2005, a bill to ensure rapid response to health emergencies. It would allow for the emergency quarantine of individuals who pose serious health risk to the general population. It would establish a database of first responders to make contacting the appropriate emergency response personnel easier and establish a vaccine education and prioritization plan, right? So, and, and this is just totally chilling, Sam. This Alan Dershowitz interview, he's a so-called scholar on the Constitution. He said this, quote, you have no constitutional right to endanger the public and spread the disease even if you disagree. You have no right not to be vaccinated. You have no right not to wear a mask. You have no right to open up your business. And if you refuse to be vaccinated, I'm still quoting here, Alan Dershowitz, Dershowitz, and if you refuse to be vaccinated, the state has the power to literally take you to a doctor's office and plunge a needle into your arm if the vaccine is designed to prevent the disease, end of quote. And even though they can do that, I doubt they will. I just think they'll make it harder and harder and harder. Private businesses will say you can't come into our business. You, uh, you know, the the public places will say you can't go here unless you can prove your, you know, through contact tracing, you can prove your test a negative or that you're clean uh, and that you, you you've you got a vax card that's tied to your quote star on your driver's license or your you know state ID card or whatever else. I don't think they'll force you to get the jab because they won't have to, Lowell. Yeah, you're right, Sam. I'm just saying that that's and, that's and I bring that up because I don't want people to panic and think we're saying that they're going to literally force you. They're probably not. They've got better, more simple, more peaceful ways to abuse you. The question becomes: Is this the mark of the beast? I mean, it's just out of control. I don't know, and I don't want to state that it is. But my gosh, with a bill called 6666 uh, backing this contact tracing, and then you literally look how tyrannical it becomes. It literally violates your body if they force vaccinate you. If you can't buy or sell without it, or you eventually can't go anywhere or you know interact in society, you're becoming an outcast without it. I don't know, man. Getting very close, if not very yeah, interesting. This bill... This bill, the 6666 bill, Sam, you're right, would put $100 billion into contact tracing. So states are going to have a strong monetary incentive to deploy these apps and these regulations, these contact tracing apps. So far, Sam, there's about 2% of our population has downloaded these contract 
contact tracing apps uh, voluntarily. Yeah, but it's all over other countries, and it's coming to a, quote, phone near you, ladies and gentlemen. Make no mistake. Beware. We'll keep an eye on this ball just for you. As we wrap up, Lowell Nelson wants to report on the Utah Republican Party Central Committee meeting. Lowell? Yeah, this is uh, two points of general, one point of general interest everywhere, and that's Senator Mike Lee reported to the Central Committee here in you know, the Utah Republican Party uh, that when riots broke out in the large metropolitan cities last week, the Utah National Guard either was volunteered or was asked, or maybe they volunteered themselves. Anyway, they went to back to D.C. to protect the government buildings and monuments. They stayed at a hotel just two or three blocks from their duty post, and they would go out on guard duty every night. Uh, to, to guard national monuments and that Lafayette Park there in Washington, D.C. And then the mayor of D.C. basically evicted them so that they had to find lodging in neighboring uh, northern Virginia. Muriel Bowser is her name. Senator Lee said in a public statement, which you can read on his website, he said, evicting Utah National Guard personnel from their hotels after a late-night shift risking their lives to protect Washington is a shameful, petty discrediting decision by Mayor Bowser. Our Utah Guardsmen are consummate, are consummate professionals who are not complaining in the slightest, but their labor and sacrifice on behalf of Washingtonians deserves better than this embarrassing spectacle. If Mayor Bowser has a protest problem with President Trump, she should take it up with him, not take it out on the National Guard personnel in the middle of a dangerous deployment in her city. End of quote. Very interesting, Sam, that she, that, uh, that uh, they... Well, first of all, that she would kick them out of the city. That's one interesting point. Another interesting point is that they're there to protect the buildings and the monuments, right? Inanimate objects all, all around them. People, citizens, are being beat up on and killed and maimed, right? It's just, it's just crazy, Sam. A lot of craziness going on back there. And um, anyway, at the other points I'll just mention here from the Central Committee meeting is that we will have caucuses this year. A committee has been formed, and they will be planned. They were postponed from March because of COVID, and uh, we will have them later this year, apparently. Sam? Well, there you have it. It'll be non-binding if it's virtual, though, right? Yeah, (laughs) non-binding. That's an interesting little twist to the mix. I'll tell you that right now. Society is never going to be the same, ladies and gentlemen, ever. The question is, how tyrannical will it get? The answer? It depends on how much you and I and we the people turn to God Almighty and stand up for our God-given liberties? That's the real question. All right, Lowell, thanks so much, sir. Godspeed, my friend. We'll have you back soon. You're welcome, Sam. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. God save the republic.